Welcome to All Things Sleep and Parenting. I'm Pam. And I'm Elisa. We are holistic infant and child sleep consultants with a background in early childhood education. And we're the founders of Restful Parenting. And I'm Heidi. I'm also an early childhood educator and the owner of Blossom Early Learning. Join us as we chat all things sleep, parenting, development, and everything in between. Be sure to hit subscribe and share with your friends and family. Hello, and welcome back to the All Things Sleep and Parenting podcast by Restful Parenting. As usual, we are your hosts. I'm Elisa, and this is Pam. Hello. And today we are going to talk about five tips to help your little one prepare for starting childcare. This is going to be a lot of fun because some of you may not know that Elisa and I used to be care providers first well we were nannies we were private nannies in Ottawa that's how we met a long 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 time ago and uh, then when I moved to North Bay um, I started my own in-home childcare, and Elisa did as well so we did that both of us for 10 years as well so uh, we're coming at you with some really great tips on both sides as being you know the, the family but then also from uh, the side of the provider as well. Yes, we have just a wee little bit of experience to share with you here. <laughs> so our first tip is, especially with COVID having just happened and babies being in the homes a little bit more, perhaps not socializing as much. And we do find that a lot of families haven't really left their children with anybody else previous to starting childcare just because of the situation we've been, you know, taking caution with who our children are with and, you know, mostly staying with them at home. So the first tip is to practice before they even begin childcare. So if mm -hmm. you are the primary caregiver and you have never left them, then leave them with their other parent for a short period of time. Or if you've already left them with the other parent, but you haven't left them with anybody else, then choose a friend or family member that you know well and that your child has met a few times if you have anybody around that can help with this and ask them if they can look after your child in your home even for 20 minutes that's all that it really takes at the very beginning what you're trying to do here is you're trying to start small with having your child left with someone else that is not one of their primary regular yeah care providers. You can start with a primary caregiver, but then move to someone else and practice this like even a few weeks before they start childcare. You mm -hmm. can take this time to go for coffee, go for a walk around the block, do something fun. And it doesn't have to be that you're gone for an hour or two hours. 20 minutes is enough time. So we're always going to be mindful of the language that we're using as well. We can use this to help with their adjustment one of the things that we want to work on is using the word work i'm going to work i'll be back soon and then we leave i'm going to work um you can even like practice driving by oh that's where i work hi work and you're waving to the work building um and so now they're starting to associate work with the word and again this can be done with our little guys as well what we're trying to do is just that familiarity of those words so i'm going to work so even if you're leaving for 20 minutes and you're taking a walk around the block and going for a coffee you're still saying i'm going to work i'll be back soon um so that's another sentence that you're using and then when you come 
I'm home, you're saying, I'm back. So those that's that language that you can then transfer when you start work and when they start care full time, you're able to say, okay, I'm going to work. I'll be back soon. And then every time you come back, I'm back. So then they're starting to get used to that language. It's becoming familiar. Now they're going to, that's going to really help with that transition when you do leave them for longer and longer and longer and you're leaving them for the day. So even if you're just saying you're going to work, it doesn't have to be a full day. It can be 20 minutes, like Lisa said, start small with that practice and start integrating that language, that repetitive language into your day to day. Perfect. Our second tip is have an integration period set up with your child care center or your child care provider. So this can usually look like starting off with a visit if possible. I'm not sure what some child care centers are allowing right now with COVID and the new restrictions that might be in place, but you can ask if you can do a visit at your child care center with your child so that you're there with them for maybe a half an hour or 45 minutes or something and you're just kind of letting them see the place that you're going to bring them to. If it's a child care provider, you can ask if maybe you can meet them at the park. And then that way they can see your child care provider before you leave them with them for the first time. So that's usually the first step of that integration period, if possible. If that's not possible, then that's okay. What you want to do next is usually you'll leave your little one at daycare for an hour or 45 minutes or you know an hour and a half whatever you choose and whatever your your childcare says that they usually do with their children is what you can do there and that's when you can go for groceries and then come back and get your child and then bring them home and resume the day as usual then usually from there you'll do a couple of half days where they're in there for let's say the whole morning maybe two hours or three hours it really depends on your child and how they're doing and then from there you move up to potentially a half day with lunch and then you pick them up before nap and then you go to the full day but I would suggest when you do have to start that plan to pick them up a little bit earlier at the beginning so that they're having their nap, they're getting up, and then you're picking them up not long after that so that it's a full day, but it's not a long full day. And if you can pick them up early for the first week, or maybe even two weeks, it really depends on how much time you have and how flexible your schedule is, and then start moving to their regular hours. And that way, that's going to give them that opportunity to adjust with full days, but they're going to be shorter full days so that they won't be as tired as they will be if they're there for the long day. Again, if you don't have the flexibility to do that, then that's okay. Your little one will adjust. It's just if you do have the flexibility, then that's something that you can do. Be really mindful of your child's temperament as well. Because if you're doing a slower integration period, there is a such thing as too slow. And then they don't have the time to really adjust to the new changes. So for instance, if your child is a little bit more anxious and you're thinking that maybe doing half days for the first week or two weeks is the way that you're going to start them with that integration period, take note of how your child is doing. If they don't seem to be adjusting, then that's because it's just not enough time for them in that childcare center. Also, if you're doing part-time and you're only doing one or two days a week and your goal is to move to five days a week, 
that can also play a role in how quickly or how slowly they adjust. So if your goal is to do five days a week, but you're doing three weeks of just one day a week, I would suggest maybe making upping their days in daycare a little bit sooner than that if your child is having a hard time adjusting. Yeah, it can be tough when they go like one day a week. It just doesn't give them the time to adjust enough and then they're home for six days and then then they're in care for a day and then they're home for six days. Whereas that consistency of maybe every other day um, or, you know, two days, three days a week is great because it kind of gives them that consistency of three days in care, four days at home. It's not such a shock to the system of going one day a week for those weeks and weeks. Yeah. And if your plan is to always only have them one day a week, yes. after, then that's okay. <laughs> they will adjust. It's just, it could take them a little longer to adjust. Cause like Pam said, it's not as consistent for them. There's so many pieces with you and I, it's so funny. Cause we're always like, okay, so if your child is struggling, then you could do this and this, but if your child is doing okay, then you can do this. And so we always really just try to make sure that we're getting it so that all of our families um, are getting some bits of advice that that can suit them. But know that at any time, if uh, you need more personalized support, uh, you can always reach out to Restful Parenting. That's what we're here for. So are we ready for tip number three? This is we a big sure one. Are. Okay, so tip number three, always say goodbye. I think this is the biggest thing that I speak to parents about on a regular basis, because our first instinct is to engage them in an activity, engage them in play, and then sneak away. That is Mm -hmm. what we feel in the moment. That is what our brains are telling us that this is going to help their adjustment because then they're not crying when we leave. They're not seeing when we leave. And it just feels right in the moment. However, that is what we want to avoid. And the reason for that is because when we don't say goodbye to our children and we're leaving and we're sneaking off all the time, that can build on that separation anxiety that's Mm -hmm. already naturally going to peak at various ages, but also that is going to peak because they're starting childcare. So we want to do everything possible to help that separation anxiety and the sneaking away can perpetuate that separation anxiety because then they're going to be at home later and they're going to be playing and they're going to think, "Uh uh-oh, if I play with this, they're going to sneak away and they're going to go somewhere. So then it kind of keeps them on edge, always looking for someone and that independent player that you may once have had is going to be a little more reluctant to engage in those activities, just in kind of fear that you might sneak away. Now, if you've been doing this already and your little one has started childcare and you have been sneaking away, don't worry about it. Don't like beat yourself up about it or anything like that or feel guilty. Just take this now and start working on it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, one of the one of the big things too is even coming back into when you start to do that drop off if they figure out which they do very quickly because they're smart little cookies that every time I start to become engaged in something they leave they're going to stop getting engaged in stuff and now they're going to cling on and now it's so so what may seem easier in the beginning can actually get harder and harder so it's a really good it's a really good practice always say goodbye and like Elisa said if you're not doing it already just start have that little bit of a goodbye and, and make sure that they are seeing you that it is time to leave. And they might be upset 
and that's okay. They're having their feelings towards the fact that you're leaving. You can help them through that upset before you even go to drop them off and know that the care provider that they're with will help them through that second part of the upset when you actually leave. And nine times out of 10, after they've had a little bit of time to adjust, they stop crying the second you walk out those doors. <laughs> so that is yes. something to also keep in mind. Yes. And that brings us into tip number four. Try not to linger. Well, not try not to linger. Don't linger. Uh, you really want to, the longer you stay and the longer you stretch out that goodbye, the harder it is on our little guys. Even when they're upset, the longer you stay and the longer you linger, the harder it's going to be for them. And it's going to take that adjustment longer and longer and longer for them. So, so know that if you're, if you're keeping that, that goodbye short, that's okay. We want it to be short. We want it to be consistent. You're still going to give them all the love, all the hugs, all the kisses, but it's going to be consistent. It's going to be the same every single day. It's going to be predictable. Your little one's going to learn what to expect at goodbye time. So that can be something depending on their age. If they're very little, it's, you know, okay, it's time for me to go. I know this, this is hard when I leave. I, I can see that this is hard great big hug. I'm going to hug you, hug you. And you can be saying all of this. I'm going to hug you, hug you, hug you. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, I love you so much. Kiss, kiss, kiss. And then you do the handoff to the provider. If they're a little bit older, you can kind of do that same idea where you're giving them that big deep hug. You're counting, you're counting one, two, three, four, five, just to give them a sense that they know it's going to end. It's not one of those things that we're like, oh, maybe they'll hold on longer today. Maybe they'll hold on longer. Um, and it's keeping that response consistent every single day, every single drop-off so that they start to know what to expect, starts to build the security that they are safe where they are because that's what you're projecting as well. You are safe. I am here. Mommy, daddy, provider, your grown-up loves you. And that's how you're saying your goodbye every single day. Yeah, we do see, and I saw such a big difference in the children that attended my home daycare when the parents would linger for longer and come in mm -hmm. and try to engage their child in an activity try to you know make them happy to want to leave them the longer they stood there or the longer they tried to come in and help that it actually was creating more anxiety so that was one conversation that kindly I had with the parents oftentimes when that was happening but you see such a big difference with those children when the drop-off is shorter because it's less built up anxiety. It's like if we have a big exam or a big test or a big interview that we're prepping for, we're anxious about it beforehand. And mm -hmm. man, oh man, are we anxious. That's why we like to probably have that exam first thing in the morning or not too late in the day so that we get it done and over with. And then once we're sitting in that room and we're actually doing it, that's when some of that anxiety starts to alleviate immediately. And when we're done, it's like, okay, I can think again, I can breathe again. That if you compare that a little bit to how our children are when we're dropping them off, it's anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. Then once we go, 
they have the chance to finish having their feelings and be able to start thinking again and move on to the next activity. Whereas when we're there, they're just constantly in that mode of they're going to leave, they're going to leave, they're going to leave. So it just keeps it going for longer than it really needs to keep going for. Now, if you have a child who is upset about the drop-offs and is starting to have feelings about that the second you pull into the parking lot of where they're going to go, you can absolutely take a few extra minutes if you have the time and you can work that into your morning. You can take a few extra minutes and give them a nice big cuddle in the car. Let them offload a bit of those feelings in the car or in the parking lot. And then once you walk into the building and you're there, that's when you make that part brief. I know that's hard sometimes because we want to hear, you know, we want to we want to tell the provider how their night was or how they are. And we can do that briefly enough. Just hold your baby or child while you're talking to the provider for that few seconds and then make it super brief. Um, funny story. So I've been bringing my dog to doggy <laughs> daycare. And I was just talking to Pam about this on the phone yesterday. Actually, I dropped him off at daycare. Um, and he was clingy to me because the last time I dropped him off, we were trialing an overnight with him because if I ever do need to board him because we're going on a trip or something, I want him to be comfortable there. So Starting, she's starting small and she's building I am. on I'm it. starting small and I'm building on it even with started my with dog. Full days. Okay. You started with full days and then you went to an overnight. Yeah, there you go. So funny. I'm taking the same steps with my you dog. Really but it was hilarious because that yesterday when I dropped him off, he was extra clingy and he was just like, you could tell he was anxious. He was in a high state of anxiety and he was trying to come to me when the um when the daycare provider <laughs> had his leash um he was really trying to come to me and i could tell i was trying to talk to her about stuff and as he the the longer i was staying and talking for her, the more anxious he was getting so i cut that conversation and i said okay it looks like he is just getting more anxiety the more I stay here. So then I left. I heard him howling when I left, but I left. I got into the car. I drove away and like he was fine shortly after that. But it's just that is just something that, you know, can transfer from humans to animals, I guess. But I just thought that was a funny story because yes knowing the knowledge that I do about children, I just was able to see that he was getting more anxious. And I mean, it happened several times with my son as well. When I dropped him off at daycare, my daycare provider was my friend. And so it was so hard for me not to have conversations with her in the morning when I was dropping him off. But I did see, you know, when he was going through a period of time where he didn't want me to leave and he was having a little bit more separation anxiety, the longer I would stay, the more upset he was getting. So I had to shorten those morning drop-offs and do the talking afterwards when I picked him up, just a few minutes. And I can uh, attest that Elisa drove away and she was okay. She wasn't crying when she left 
uh, her dog at my dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was not upset when I left my dog at daycare, but so when did, my son used well, to get upset, well. that was a little bit of a different story that did really hit hard. It's like, Oh, why do the mornings have to be like this? But yes. I got into the car. I kind of processed my own feelings and then, you know, he didn't have to, he didn't have to be sitting in his anxiety for longer. And, and coming back to what you said, being on the provider side, it's so true because the ones that my little guys that were transitioning that had that consistent short drop off, they tended to be the ones that would be really loud. No. And then parent would close the door and they'd be, and it would be like, okay, let's run to the window. Let's go wave. And by the time they got to the window, they were done. Whereas my families who were lingering or would stay a little bit longer those guys tended to be upset a little bit longer as well it took me a little bit of a longer time to get them kind of regulated again so so another reason just to like know that on the provider side the more consistent you are we do see a difference in how much easier it is on them in the long run absolutely okay so our last tip is Tip number five. Give them time to transition. Rome <laughs> wasn't built in a day. Nothing with parenting is a quick and easy thing. <laughs> Preaching to the choir. Alicia. The daycare transition the <laughs> is no different than anything else in sleep or parenting for that matter. Just so, child care can be can be one of those. It's a project. It can take some time for them to adjust to being away, it can take them some time to adjust to being with new providers in a new center around all these children to so sleeping we were, in that new center, yeah, eating, eating in that new center. So don't be surprised if the first little bit they're not really eating much, they're not sleeping much, that will come it does take them a little bit of time to adjust to that new place and bonding with their care providers. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. When it comes to that transition, there's something else to be mindful of too, is that first week they could be like, woohoo, this is the best thing ever. I have all these friends. I bye. See ya. Bye. And they are like, woohoo. Um, and then week two, you go to drop them off and you're, you're thinking, you know, this is going to be the same as last week. And then now they start to get upset. Now they're starting to show the, oh, wait a second. I don't actually want you to go. Cause what's happening now is it's not necessarily that there's something wrong at the providers, that there's anything, it, it has to do with the fact that they're like, oh, wait a second, I didn't think that this was going to be a forever thing. I was just having fun last week. Those were a couple, fun couple of days. The I novelty like has worn off. Yes, now the adjustment happens. So you could get like a really nice like honeymoon kind of um, period where it, it is, they're just like, woohoo, this is the best thing in the world. And then they're like, screech to a halt, I didn't know that you were intended to do this every day thank you very much yes exactly and <laughs> that can be really hard for parents because they were dropped off the first week without any challenges with very minimal upset with no upset at all and then all of a sudden there's upset and of course our minds take us to the worst spots all the time. Yes, and so always. we automatically think, oh my gosh, maybe they don't like it there. There must be something wrong. Something must have happened. So we, Pam and I always like to talk about that second week, or maybe for your child, it's the third week of yeah. the honeymoon phase coming to an end and them realizing that this is 
not temporary and that this is happening <laughs> happening on a more regular basis and now they're fighting they're protesting that change so know that that is normal and that it doesn't necessarily mean anything more than just that adjustment of course if your child is showing other signs you want to follow your gut but that is yes. something that happens regularly is they were okay and then they weren't okay and that can actually happen all throughout their time in childcare as yes. well. You'll see that they'll go for three months with no upset. And then all of a sudden they're going through some separation anxiety and now they're upset for drop-offs for a couple of weeks. If you follow our tips that we've already spoken about with the always saying goodbye and don't linger, that is going to help you get through all yes. of those phases a lot faster as well. Awesome. Thanks, Lisa, for those great tips. Um, hey, if you need help, if you are struggling with childcare, with transitioning to kindergarten, with anything parenting or sleep related, you know that you can hit up Restful Parenting. We offer free 15 minute calls. And don't forget, if you are in Ontario, Canada, if you have benefits, your program could be covered under your benefits, which is huge. We have so many families who've been taking advantage of their benefits under like through social worker if you have benefits through social worker then uh we can have you covered because we've partnered with jen ton and associates at north bay counseling and this is something that we can now offer our family so if you have benefits you're in ontario through social worker we can have your package covered so reach out restfulparenting.com elisa and i love to chat we love to hang out and we definitely absolutely love working with our families and helping you guys with all of these pieces there's yeah, so there many strategies so many things that we can do to help make these transitions smoother, to help make your day-to-day -day easier. Hit and us up. Your childcare journey might be more unique than what we've shared in this mm -hmm. podcast. You might have some more things that you want to talk about or discuss with us, or you might just want that validation and that support and knowing that you're doing everything that you can for separation anxiety, helping with the separation anxiety and playing games at home that can help with that and making sure that you're really working on that as well as sleep in childcare and what to do with the schedule with childcare versus at home. There are so many different things that can come up that it is so helpful to have that support and that guidance from us because one, we know what we're talking about. <laughs> we have lots <laughs> of experience do. with all of this, but also you are in the thick of it so it can be hard to see out of that fog when you are in the thick of it and just having somebody on the outside looking in who has experience with this can be so helpful so we'd love to work with you reach out to us info at restfulparenting.com and we can help you okay chat soon guys bye bye Thanks for joining us on today's episode. We so appreciate that you've taken that time to come and hang out with us and listen to what we have to say. If you are struggling with sleep or parenting, please know that we have loads of free information on the website um, as well as on the YouTube channel. But if after you've read through everything and you've watched those videos, if you're still struggling, know that you're not alone and that we would love to help. So be sure to check out the website, www.restfulparenting.com. You'll find the link to book your free 15-minute call right there. And if you have any comments or anything you'd like to share with us, please leave them below in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks.